Hey, good morning, everybody. You hear the music. You know it is a Wednesday. That means it is time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Live from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source, we are going to be talking to realty expert John Brodeen, and we're going to talk with him right after this. With its many stages. From the, my little one has just arrived stage, to the, I have arrived stage. From the first home you'll ever buy, to the one home you'll have forever. No matter where you find yourself in life, your forever agent will be there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. For you, for life. Life. Well, there we go. Those commercials just get better and better all the time, John. I know. It's about time we uh, <laughs> we switch it up, huh? How you doing, man? Good. How Good. about you? Uh, great. Been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. It's good um, to be back here. Winter was back. Yeah. Oh uh, now hopefully it's gone. Hopefully. And hopefully not too fast, though. Well, yeah. And, uh, well, looks like we got some more ugly coming this weekend. Oh, great. More, yeah. more rain? Yeah. 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 A lot, the way it sounds. Hopefully not. Yeah. We'll see. It'd be nice if it stayed out west. That's the you last know. thing I need right now. Yes, yeah. one of my, yeah, one of my rental properties' basement's been flooding. So. Oh yeah, boy. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of that, and, yeah. and it's always a good indicator when you get on social media, and you see hardware stores saying we're going to get more sump pumps. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. They're all gone now, but I'm on my way to get more. You know, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I pretty much lucked out. Um, my house and I live right along the Red Lake River. Uh, my house in 97, and this was, of course, before I moved there, um, hardly they didn't get anything, yeah. basically. And the basement was not finished. So, of course, I finished it. Yep. Uh, really nice. Yep. Um, and then two Septembers ago, we got all that rain. Oh, I happened yeah. to be in Alaska, oh. and my basement flooded bad. Yeah. Uh, didn't flood in the flood of 97, but it floods when you get 15 inches of rain in did, a matter of five days. Did you have the sump pump? Backup coverage? I did. Some pump failure coverage? Yes, so That's I got a little bit out of the deal, but, um, you know, it was all brand new carpet, uh, brand new walls, new bar, new fireplace, everything. So I had to pull all that out, had to cut two feet of sheetrock off all the way around the basement. It just, it, it was a just a massive headache. For, for all the listeners out there, if you've got a basement, pay for that extra sump pump yes. failure coverage because... If something goes wrong, you're out of town like you were. I was out of town when that thing happened in mm-hmm. 2019, too. And my breaker tripped or my GFI tripped that my sump pump was on and uh, got water in the basement. And, yeah, that that coverage saved me, and it's saving me on, on this rental property, sure. too. So I, you always – I mean, I strongly recommend having that, if, especially if you've got a full basement. Yeah, you know? and, and, you know, there, there's nothing worse than walking down the steps in your stocking feet because, of course, my basement's carpeted. Yeah. And yeah. taking that first step to squish, and it's just like, oh, no. No. I know my dogs don't pee that much. <laughs> yeah, no. no you, that's when you wish it was that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, um, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, social media and things like this. Now, let's do a little Q&A here, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, Social media has taken over the world. I mean, yep. we do a lot of things on social media now, and I know you do too at Berkshire Hathaway. Yep. But do you get a lot of questions asked yeah. to you on social media? Because a lot of people aren't afraid to ask a question on their phone if they don't have to talk or be face-to-face with people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But do you get a lot of questions uh, regarding, you know, a realty on social media? Yeah. Um, 
and I've got a few that I'm actually going to answer here on this podcast. Okay. And if the viewers out there have more questions, leave them in the comments below, send me a DM, um, and I can cover it on a future video or on a future podcast. Okay. Um, I love answering questions and hearing what people are curious about. And these were some really good questions. So the first question that I got was, do you need an, um, a real estate agent or a real estate agency to buy a home? Um, and, you know, there's a ton of, uh, you know, misconceptions out there about how it works when you hire an agent to help you find a home. Mm -hmm. So uh, you do not need to have an agent or an agency to help you buy a home. But it's in most cases, it's not going to cost you any more to have an agent or an agency. So you're going to be working with an agent who's under an agency typically. Right. Um, it's not going to cost you any more to have that when you're out shopping for a home, helping you through the whole process. The reason for this is whenever a home goes on the market, regardless of which company lists it, they've already the sellers have already agreed to pay whichever agent represents the buyer who ends up buying the home. They've already agreed to pay them a set commission. So that's mm -hmm. how they're buyer's realtor gets paid it's not the buyer who's actually paying them in addition to like their down payment and stuff it's coming out of the seller's proceeds so by not having a realtor and thinking that you're gonna save money uh, by not having a realtor that's not actually the case what's gonna end up happening is if you don't have your own realtor you're probably gonna be calling the number on the sign for every house that you're wanting to take a look at sure you're not gonna have anybody giving you advice you're not really going to have anybody on your side um, up until you do decide to offer on a house. And in that case, then you're just going to be working with the agent who also represents the seller. So it's going to be a dual agency situation. Um, and they're still going to get paid that buyer agent commission. So you're not getting any better deal on the house. The only exception to this is if you end up buying a for sale by owner, which is super unlikely, mm -hmm. in which case you don't know if they're offering a buyer agent commission or not. But in most cases, if you have a buyer agent, and you're trying to buy it for sale by owner, they're going to pay that buyer agent's commission. Okay, so it, it, say I'm thinking about moving to Grand Forks, and I drive around, and, and you, of course, see for sale signs, yep. you know, call this number. So instead of driving around going, wow, I would kind of like to look at this house, let, what's the number on that sign? You, you call them up, and you go through this. It, it, it's just way better to get yourself a real estate expert first and say, look, John Brodine, I want to move to Grand Forks. Work with me. Yep. Well in advance, when you're thinking to move into Grand Forks, uh, talk to people you know in the area, get recommendations. This is how I get a lot of clients is past clients of mine refer their friends to me. Um, check out reviews online. Uh, this is another great way. Um, you know, make sure somebody's established, make sure they have good reviews online. Um, you know, also knowing the right questions to ask them if you're interviewing an agent to see if they'll be the right fit for you. Make sure they're a full-time agent. Make sure they've got some experience. Make sure that they specialize in the area that you're buying in. Um, so yeah, get in touch with your agent ahead of time. What's going to happen if you just decide that you don't want an agent and you're just going to call every mm -hmm. sign that um, that is in the yard of the house that you're interested in? You're going to be explaining your situation over and over to all these different agents. Sure. They're, they're going to be showing you these homes, but you're going to have to call a different agent for every house. Mm -hmm. um, the same agent can show you any house. Like if, if I'm your buyer's agent, I can show you any house regardless of the company that has it listed um, or the agent who has it listed. Mm -hmm. So rather than you having to call this guy over at Greenberg, this guy over at Crary, this guy over at Oxford, uh, this gal at Berkshire Hathaway you know, this person at one of the other companies and having showings with different realtors at every house and trying to organize it all yourself, call me up. I set up the showing 
um, for every single house. And I tour you through every single house. I know your situation. You're not getting to ask the same questions over and over. You're not have to explain having to explain your needs and wants to five different agents. Mm-hmm. And you've got somebody working for you behind the scenes, giving you advice on what you need to be doing on your end. Um, and you can make sure you get stuck with a good person. You don't want to get you don't want to end up with whatever agent you end up working with by accident. You want to be intentional about it. Ask for recommendations, read reviews, pick the person you think is going to be best. And, and you know, too, um, when you got to answer all these questions all the time, if you've got yourself a realty expert already, a lot of times you'll forget certain things when you're yep. answering the same questions over and over oh, and yeah. over again. You already know the information. Yep. They can call you up and say, oh, John, by the way, I forgot to tell you, we're also looking for an... You're going to know all that. Yep. And I stay super organized. So I have files for everybody I'm working with. I know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to notify you of new listings as soon as they hit the market. If you're counting on Zillow to stay informed on the market, Zillow is usually late to the party with mm-hmm. their information. They're usually inaccurate with their information. So I can get you the information straight from the source at the quickest possible time you know, better than any of the consumer websites will be able to. Okay. And I'll hear about new listings that are coming up that might fit your needs before they hit the market. Sure. You might even be able to be a step ahead of the game. Right. You're not going to get if you don't have an agent at all. Okay. Uh, Any other big questions, common questions? Yeah, this is another common one. Uh, So the question is private renting to own pros and cons. So renting to own Basically, what renting to own is, is you're going to rent a property from me and I'm going to apply a portion of the rent that you're paying towards like your purchase. So you're basically Mm -hmm. getting a portion of the rents back. Nobody's really going to do this because that's basically like me discounting the rent for you, even though I'm taking on all the responsibility of owning the property. Um, I have all the risk. So you're not going to get anybody who really wants to do this. Why, Why would I do that as a landlord instead of just renting it to you? What you will find occasionally is an option. So uh, an option is where you agree with me on a price um, ahead of time. So right now, maybe you agree to buy the property that you're renting from me for $190,000. You're going to buy it a year from now when your lease is up. You live in the house. You take care of it. You usually pay me something for that option fee Mm -hmm. because the house could be worth $200,000 in a year, and I've already agreed to let you buy it for 190. So you've locked in your price. Maybe you just need to get some more work history under your belt before you can qualify for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. You need to repair your credit or something like that. This is more common. Um, Contract for deed is not as common um, just because first off to do contract for deed, you need to find somebody who owns a place free and clear. Mm -hmm. If if I have a mortgage on a property, my bank's not going to allow me to sell it to you contract for deed. Um, because they don't know anything about you, it's easier for you to just get your own mortgage. The people who ask for contract for deed are typically people who aren't able to qualify for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So contract for deed is not very popular either. Um, Sometimes people use the like a a purchase option and rent to own interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. Sure, sure. Um, I actually knew a guy uh, down by the Twin Cities that made a lot of money on a bar. Yeah. Big bar. Um, The volleyball pits and sand volleyball, all this stuff. 
and he made a lot of money on it because he sold it four different times for contract for deed. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd be paying on it for two years, and all of a sudden they default, and you got the bar back, and uh-huh. and he did really well on that. But what a headache! And and that stuff might be more common in the commercial world. Sure, in the residential world, it's much less common because right. if, if you've got a decent credit score, you've got the income, you're able to purchase the place. Why would you not just get your own mortgage? Right. and buy the place from me. Yeah, straight up because. I'm not going to be able to give you as good of an interest rate as what the bank's giving you. Mm -hmm. It'd be foolish of me to do that. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Um, Another question, another question we got. So how to pick out a house, what to look for when you walk through it, good and bad. So this is a really, this is kind of a broad question, but I can give you um, some basics of how to make a good purchase. So first off you need to, Think of two things. Is it going to fit your needs where you're going to be able to stay in it for the length of time you need to stay in it for, for it to be a good investment, which is usually four to five years plus. Um, so make sure it fits your needs. Make sure you're not going to outgrow it in two years and then need to sell and buy something different because that's that's riskier when you're purchasing rather than buying something you can live in for the long term. Make sure it fits your needs. Make sure it fits your budget. And then start thinking about resale value. So mainly what people look to me for advice for is resale value. Some things you want to look for is uh, looking for a home that's in a nice neighborhood, maybe looking for a home that's not the nicest house in a nice neighborhood, maybe a little bit smaller, maybe it could use some fixing up Mm -hmm. in a nice neighborhood. Those are going to be great investments. Looking at something that's going to be easy to sell when you do go ahead and sell it. So not picking the most unique, weird home ever sure. because this is just, it takes a more specific buyer. It means there's a smaller market for mm-hmm. the home when you sell it. And you probably won't be able to sell it for as much as, you know, what a more, uh, what an, a home that appeals to the masses is going to sell for. Mm-hmm. Um, so making sure it has a functional floor plan, you know, of course, it, then you want to also look at like the long-term expenses of the type of home that you're buying. So, like if you're if you're paying you know for something that's move in ready but it doesn't have a new roof and it has older windows you know yep. y- you want to look at that stuff you want to look at the age of the roof age sure. of the windows age of the furnace age of the ac siding you know ideally if you're not the type that wants to make it a big project you want to get a home that already has maintenance free siding maintenance free windows newer roof newer furnace um it's just less expenses out of pocket that's going to um, you know, hurt your return mm-hmm. on investment. Um, so yeah, not buying the nicest house in the crappiest neighborhood. That's a, that's a big no, no, uh, for, for the resale side of things. Um, not buying something with a really unfunctional layout. I don't even know if that's a word, but yeah, a, a bad like layout that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, uh, work well and is not very standard is going to be a tough thing to sell. Um, and then look for those like big expenses, uh, you know, if, if you're getting a home for a good deal that needs new siding, roof, windows, furnace, that's one thing. But if you're buying a fairly move-in ready home that needs that stuff and you're probably paying close to top dollar for it, that, you know, you, you want to, that's probably not something where you're going to be able to get your money back out of those, uh, out of those upgrades that you're making. Okay. So, uh, got time for one more if you've got one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, older homes, red flags, green flags. So, um, this this gets a little interesting. Um, one of the one of the toughest things with old homes is to watch out for is uh, 
you know, like foundation issues mm. and like warped Boeing floors. Um, this is, these are going to be expensive things to fix or they're not even going to be possible to fix. So, um, when it go, when you go to sell an old home and if it has those warped Boeing floors, it's, it's going to be much harder to sell. Uh, and it's very hard to correct this. So this is something to watch out for. Um, Another thing with older homes, a lot of people prefer central AC and heating. Mm-hmm. And if if in, it's more common for larger older homes to have boiler heat, yep. which means there's no duct work. Um, so you would have to get duct work installed to get central air conditioning. This is going to be quite expensive. Um, you know, look at the same things that we just talked about, roof, windows, um, the age of the heating and cooling system. You want something that where the plumbing and electrical has been updated, where that's not going to be an issue. Um you don't want something that has fuses. Ideally, you'd want something that has a right. breaker panel. Yep. Um, you know, and uh, neighborhoods going to be more important too because there's some old older neighborhoods that are great, and then there's other older neighborhoods where the average sale price is quite low. Right. Um, so you just want to be careful of which neighborhood you pick when you're picking an older home because, you know, new neighborhoods they were all recently built. So the worst house on a block in a new neighborhood can only be so bad. Because right. It's still sure. Only you know five, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. But in an older neighborhood, the worst houses on the block can be pretty bad yeah. when you're yeah. talking about houses built around 1900. Mm-hmm. So check out what the neighboring homes look like. Are they being taken care of? Is it mostly rentals? Is it mostly homeowners? It's going to affect your value in the long term. So that's the advice I would give to you if you're into an old home. Old homes can be great. They have character that yeah. newer homes can't duplicate. Um, there's certain areas in town that I absolutely love the older homes like Reeves, El Monte, oh, yeah. uh, the east part of the Riverside neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the coolest neighborhoods in town. They are. They are. I got a good friend that lives in El Monte and yeah, uh, yeah I love that neighborhood. <laughs> Me too. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, John, maybe they do have a question uh, on social media. How would they do that? Yeah. Leave a question below in the comments. Uh, send me a private message. There's a lot of different, you can find any way to get a hold of me and I can answer your questions on a future video or on a future podcast. So, okay. How about phone numbers or anything? 701-213-5428. Don't forget to give me a follow on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. Um, check me out on all the social media platforms. All right. We will be back again on Friday. Yes. Sounds all right. good. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There you go. That's your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast with your realty expert, John Brodine. John will be back Friday right here on GFBS. GFBS.